Aw, oh, yeah, we're back, baby. We are back. What's going on, you guys? Welcome to The Camera Ads 10 Pound, hosted by me, Peter Sirs. That's right. I'm a comedian. I'm a podcaster. Check it out. Uh. Uh. That's right. I know I could fucking do better than that. You know I could do better than that. The curtain lights go up above. Sing it. Whoa! <laughs> That's right. When I was younger. Hard times breed better men. That's right, motherfuckers. Let's go. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh. Take my freedom. You to change the game of better men. Now you bow to me. All right, all right, all right. What's going on? Like I said, welcome to the camera at 10 pounds. I'm your host, Peter Sirs. What's up? Uh, before we start, as you guys know, this podcast is always brought to you since day one by my good friends at PerfectShaker.com. Perfect Shaker. They have all of your fitness accessory needs. If you have a fitness lover in your life like me, um, they have everything. They've got shaker cups, some of the coolest shaker cups you'll ever see with cool. You know, there's a lot of other companies that have come out since they came out, but they were the first, man. Superheroes and shit and Major League Baseball teams and wrestlers and all kinds of stuff. But anyway, um, they have the best workout towels. They have pill containers, meal prep containers, meal prep bags, the whole thing. So if you have a fitness lover in your life or if you're the fitness lover in your own life, do yourself a favor. Go to PerfectShaker.com. Enter the promo code 10 pounds, the word 10, the word pounds. You'll save 15%. What? And as always, this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Bucked Up Supplements. That's right, you guys. Bucked Up. They're the only supplements I use. I'm just being real with you guys. I'm 44 years old. Uh, I may or may not have just run a fucking marathon this past weekend. And guess what? While I was running the marathon, guess what I was taking? That's right, bitches. Bucked up supplements. Um, specifically, the ones I took right before the marathon, I took Woke AF, aka Woke as Fuck. It's a pre workout. Um, and then I also took the full bore, which opens up uh, your oxygen system in your in your bloodstream a little bit and allows more oxygen so that you can do better in endurance athletes. So whether you're trying to lose weight, gain muscle, compete in endurance events like marathons, like me, go to Bucked Up Supplements or go to BuckedUp.com. They have any supplement that you would like that will help you get to that goal. I take all their supplements. I mean, I don't take all their supplements, but I take a lot of their supplements. And here I am, 44 years running marathons and fucking getting fucking jacked as fuck, dude. So do yourselves a favor. Go to BuckedUp.com. Enter the promo code 10 pounds, the number 10 and the word pounds, and you will save 20% off your order. And it's like I said, I open it up to you guys. If you guys have a question about it, fucking send me that shit, dude. I will answer it. No problem. Um, so the song that we played. That's right. I am my kingdom. Um, that is a song called Down. No, I'm sorry. It's called Kingdom by the band Downstate. And it, I played it before. It's been a while. But it is the uh, the theme song or the entrance theme song for my favorite wrestler, Cody Rhodes. And But it's also like I feel like he helped write the song a little bit because it's very true to his uh, circumstances and whatnot. But uh, just a great song. And it was the song playing as I crossed the finish line during my marathon this past weekend in, uh, I mean, Boulder City, which is basically Vegas, but um, I completed a marathon, another one, that's seven in the last two years, you're welcome, I'm a fucking machine, what, um, and uh, let's talk, we're just going to talk about it for a little bit, I, uh, I had told you guys last week that um, <laughs> I was headed into the weekend and I wasn't sure if I was going to headline uh, three E's comedy club in Colorado Springs, or if I was going to run a fucking marathon, which are two completely different weekends. I, I don't know what happened. I still got to email the guy, but the guy, the, the club owner emailed me, asked me if I was available to headline. I said, yes, you know, I just asked him to give me the details, pay being one of them so that I can book my flight or whatever and know that I was going to make a profit at least. And, uh, 
he never emailed me back and i emailed him again just to be like hey like let me know i'll book my ticket right now and he didn't email me back and then i didn't headline the club so when friday rolled around and i hadn't heard back from him i was like well guess i'm running a fucking marathon tomorrow so that's what i did and uh man i can't tell you guys enough like i and i'll tell you this and, and i'll get into it um, I recorded most of this episode already, but the first part of it got fucked up, so that's why I'm doing it again. But um, this, uh, it wasn't the hardest marathon I've done. It's the hardest course that I've done, but I actually felt really good throughout the race. Um, but it's a hard fucking course, so I got one of my worst times ever, but it's whatever, dude. 26.2 miles is 26.2 miles, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> that I didn't do well. I'm just glad that I finished because it was just something that I needed to do for myself before the end of the year. Um, you know, I I want to I want to talk about this because <laughs> as someone that's you know in their mid 40s now, it's uh, you know I have a lot of friends, family, you know, acquaintances, whatever that kind of use their age as an excuse to not take care of themselves i've literally had friends tell me you know that they don't they don't care they're just gonna drink and whatever and i'm just like it's just it's sad for me because i know the day is going to come when i bury a lot of my friends or family for that matter um and i don't want to be like i told you so and i don't want to bury a bunch of my friends and family but like you know, people don't take care of themselves. That's the kind of shit that happens. And, you know, I know I've talked about it before, but like, I really have always kind of had a chip on my shoulder since I was in my early twenties when that fucking dude told me that I was going to be out of shape when I was, when I got, I just, no dude, I'm not going to be like, I'm not, no, it's a priority for me. No matter what happens, no matter what I have going on, if I ever am lucky enough to get married and have kids. And I mean, I don't know if that's lucky, but like, you know what I mean? Um, I, I'm, I'm, it's going to be a priority to me. And I, I thought back cause you know, this is, I've done a lot of marathons now. <laughs> and I, th- I thought back to the fact that like, I, here I am, you know, a few days removed and my, I mean, my knees hurt a little bit, you know, but I, I feel pretty good. Like, you know, the first marathon that I ran, I was 25 and it was back in 2005. Okay. And I want to tell you guys a story because it's uh, um, it, it's kind of relevant to things. But so we're going to take a little trip back. Um, back in the day, which was a Wednesday, by the way. Shout out to Dane Cook. Um, <laughs> it's an inside joke. Dane gets it. But um, I uh, used to, you know, you guys know, I used to be a personal trainer working 24-hour fitness. And, uh, you know, we do a lot of like, or I mean, we, I don't work there anymore. I haven't worked there in fucking like 10, 11 years, but, um, they do a lot of like sales type of training with the employees to teach them how to, uh, sell personal training and whatnot. And, you know, I was brand new into the fitness. I had never been a personal trainer before. I'd always wanted to be one. It was whatever. And I just absorbed all of that. And I, you know, I did very well for that company, you know? It was kind of a, it was a blessing and a curse, or a curse and a blessing, I guess, in that order, when I got fired from 24-Hour Fitness, unjustly fired, but it opened me up to a whole world of, you know, working for myself and just all these different things and whatever, but, um, you know, they would teach us little sales tricks, and I remember, like, in one of our training videos, um, there was, like, examples of, like, you know, people... You know, when you work at a a gym like that, you know, sometimes they give you clients that, you know, might have five sessions, 10 sessions or whatever. And then other times they give you like new members that sign up for the gym and you give them like an orientation. And the goal of the orientation one is to kind of show some people some machines and kind of get them a little bit familiar with the gym. But really what that orientation is for is for you to present yourself as a trainer and potentially sell them on personal training. So if you guys ever join a gym, which I'm sure a lot of you guys might be here come January. They're going to be like, oh, you have a free orientation or whatever, free session. Just know they're trying to sell you personal training. And to be honest, most of you guys probably fucking need it. So fucking just know that that's what's going to happen going in. Just be like, you know what? I don't need to do it. Or, yeah, sure, I'd love to do it. Maybe I'll train. Whatever. 
Um, so one of the things I remember is like this, th- this guy who was training, he was trying to like sell a client and they were doing like, oh, what's your goals? And the, cr- the client was like, oh, you know, I'm trying to lose weight. You know, I'd really like to run a marathon someday. And the trainer's like, okay, well, I'd love to help you. I can help you lose weight. And if I'm still training you, you know, I- I'd love to cross that finish line and run the marathon with you, you know, run it with you. And uh, you're sitting there like, okay, like, right, like you're going to run a fucking marathon with this person just because they're training with you, like, whatever, right? And then I started training this guy. And uh, this is when I worked in, uh, I worked in Santa Fe Springs, okay? Santa Fe Springs, California is where I worked. Ugh, sorry. Um, Santa Fe Springs is a complete shithole, <laughs> like, there's no, uh, there's no sugar coating, dude, it sounds nice, Santa Fe Springs, oh, no, it's a fucking shithole, okay, um, I was working there at 24-Hour Fitness, and I started training this guy, uh, his name was Lon Duncan, I'm saying his name, because, um, he ended up becoming more than just a client, he kind of became, like, it's weird, I say like a father figure, but he was only like 10 years older than me. No, he was older than that. He was like, I'm not really sure, and now I don't, now it's going foggy. No, so he was like 15 years older than me, because he was going to turn 40, so I was, yeah, so yeah, I mean 15 years older, not like crazy father figure, but up there, you know, um, but, uh, you know, he, he really became like a like a father figure to me, He you know, and he was super cool, man. Like, I mean, this guy, you know, he would invite me like, you know, we would go to Dodger games together, which I never really did with my dad. Like maybe I mean, yeah, I've been to Dodger games with my dad a few times. But, you know, for those of you guys that also listen to my Dodger podcast, like my mom was the one I, I went with most of the time. And my grandma, like my dad hardly ever went with us. Um, and when I got older still like um but anyway um so we'd go to dodger games like i remember he took me to the rose bowl one year um we went go, we, we went to a lot of usc games actually together he's a big usc fan um laker games like we we did a lot of stuff to you you know i mean but that's the thing it's like as a personal trainer you know if you if you do a good job you know like you're going to be involved in these people's lives, like, in more than just a professional capacity, you know, like, you're going to, I've been invited to weddings, I've been to client weddings, I've been to kid birthday parties, I've had sex with clients, (laughs) like, okay, okay, to be fair, okay, hold on, to be fair, um, I never hit on any client when I was training them, um, any client that I end up that I ended up sleeping with, um, that happened after we trained, and a couple of the times they kind of threw themselves at me. Um, I've also had sex with other trainers' clients. It's a whole thing, you know. I I mean I, I spent fucking half my life in a gym, dude. Like of course I'm gonna fucking sleep with people. Like it just happens, and also. You know, if you're a woman and you spend a good amount of time with me, you know, you're probably going to be attracted to me. It's just the way it is, dude. Like, I, I'm I'm funny. I'm I'm charming. I'm okay looking. Like, yeah, I don't know. But also just there's just a there's a bond that trainer and client have. And like, like I said, this guy and I would go to all kinds of things. Super cool dude. But when I first started training this guy, I... Uh, you know, I was working at 24 Hour Fitness, and you work at a gym like that, the big thing is, like, sales, right? Like, what you're going to sell, how much training are you going to sell, or how many memberships are you going to sell, you know? So, it's, you know, it's it's a business, you know? And, you know, they teach you sales tricks and whatnot, and uh, so what I did, you know, one of our sales tricks, I got, I, I literally got this right out of the training book. It was an example uh, maybe it was a video that we saw when we were training, but um, it was like a, a, a client, you know, that was like a new member that came in. It was like, I'd like to, you know, get into shape. You know, my, my goal is I'd like to run a marathon, you know, and I remember the video and the trainer's like, oh, if you, you know, if, if we can get you ready for a marathon, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll cross that finish line with you. You know, it's like, oh, wow, like this person's really in it with me, you know. 
And so when I started training this guy, he was 39, and uh, he, uh, you know, he said kind of, you know, similar thing, like, I, you know, I want to get into better shape, you know, I used to play football, blah, 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 um, you know, lose some body fat, and I also would like to uh, get to the point where, uh, you know, I want to run a marathon before I turn 40. And I was like, okay, man, well, you know, I, I can definitely help you there, you know, and, you know, if we're still training by then, you know, I'll, I'll run a marathon with you, you know, so I trained this guy. And like I said, you know, whenever you are trying to sell, you're just trying to make the fucking sale, dude. You don't know how long. I've had tri- clients train with me for years. I've had try- clients train with me for, you know, a week or two. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just, you just never know. Um, so I told him that. And then, so we trained for like a year plus at this point. And then when 2004 came around, he was like, hey, um, you know, the LA Marathon's in March. And I was like, oh, yeah. He's like, you know, I turn, I'm turning 40, you know, next year. So, you know, I want to I want to try to train for it. He's like, are you, are you going to do it with me like you said? And I was just like, fuck, I did say that. <laughs> like, I did say that. And I was like, fuck, yeah, dude. Like, yeah, like and I, I had never run a marathon and I wasn't really a runner like I always played baseball and I was a sprinter and what but like you know maybe I'd run a mile here and there you know but by no means was I a runner but I fucking made a promise to this guy so I I fucking started training and you know I I, I trained for it I didn't really train the right way you know I didn't and I was a lot heavier then like I probably I don't know what I weigh right now I if I had to guess I'd say I'm probably right around 160 um which is a little bit less than I weighed in high school, which is hilarious which, because I'm more muscular and whatever. But um, I was probably 175 around then, like thinking I had more muscle. Like, And, and I kind of did. I tried, did try to put on a little bit more muscle in those days. But um, yeah, like I had a lot more muscle back then. So I was heavier. But when you run you know, you land and the impact is, is hard because you're landing. Basically when you run, you land at 10 times your body weight. The impact on your joints is, you know, similar, not similar. The impact on your joints is the equivalent of 10 times your body weight because you're, you're running and you're landing. And so that's why most runners, especially like the good long distance runners are really lean and and almost like they're skinny like they're small like you know what I mean like you're not going to see someone with like LeBron James body do well in marathon training you know they have the art the body of I don't even know any famous runners but you know Lance Armstrong you know similar body type he actually started running marathons after he retired from cycling which is fucking insane and was doing really well in marathons also but um I was much heavier, and I didn't train right, and I was not prepared at all. What's up, buddy? Um, and I sucked, like, really, really bad. <laughs> like, because it's, it's, I, I, didn't, I just didn't know. Like, when you're, when you're, like, 20 anything, you know, like, you think you know, but you don't. And I didn't know, so that's what happened. And so I, we, we signed up for it. It was... LA Marathon, I want to say, um, yeah, 2005, and, uh, so here's, so that's kind of the start of the story, so now I'll kind of set up the rest of the part of the story, but, um, when I was, uh, I had to be like seven or eight, I I know I've told the story before, but, um, when I was like seven or eight, it was, I don't know if it was a Saturday morning or Sunday morning. I don't know. But I just remember my dad waking me up uh, one morning. He's like, wake up, son. I signed you up for a race this morning. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I signed you up for a race. I'm like, a, a, a what? Like a race? Okay, you know. And my mom and dad took me to this park, John Galvin Park. It's still there in Ontario. And they had signed me up for a 1K. Okay? Now... I'm not sure how far a 1K is. I'm trying to think. 5K is three miles. Actually, let's do it. It's it's, it's probably like somewhere between a half a mile and 0.75 miles, right? 
Let's see. I'm going to Google it right now. Jamie, look that up for me. How far is 1K? How far is 1K? Yep. A 1K is 1,000 yards. So, yeah, that's like three quarters of a mile, basically. And uh, now, again, like I told you guys, I've I've never been a runner. Like, I was always, I played baseball. I was really fast. I did track a little bit, but never long distance. Like, you know, our baseball coach used to, uh, he used to say, uh, <laughs> we would have these, like, uh, you know, we do, like, conditioning or whatever on certain days. Uh, we do, like, our baseball activities. Like, back then, um, I don't know what the rules are now. I think they're different now, but back then... If it wasn't during the baseball season, like there's a certain time when the season officially starts, you can't do anything baseball related or whatever sport you're playing um, until or you couldn't do it after school. You had to do it within the sixth period. So after school was the conditioning part. So we would do our baseball stuff and he's like, he'd be like, all right, guys, let's run a mile. And we're just like, oh, mile. And it was like one lap around the school, basically. And it sucked, dude, and we fucking hated it. And then, like, sometimes we would do it. He'd be like, let's run another mile. And we're like, dude, another one? Like, it was so far, dude. Like, a mile was so far back then. And two miles was just like, get the fuck out of here, dude. I'm walking this one. I'm walking the second one. I can't. I I didn't have the conditioning. And they say that for, like, long distance and endurance athletes, you don't really hit your peak until you're, like, in your late 30s and early 40s because – your lungs aren't fully developed until then, which is interesting. Um, so, you know, here I am, 44, and I've ran seven marathons over the last couple of years. So, um, anyway, um, so they signed me up for this 1K, and I don't know how far it is. So, I, I, I at that point, like I said, I'm fast. I'm a sprinter. You know, I, I'm faster than pretty much everybody. Like, I always win races. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to fucking smoke these guys, right? So we fucking go on the, the, the you know, they, I don't remember if it was a gun or whatever, but we go, and I'm running down, and I'm fucking kicking these guys' asses, right? And then we turn a corner, and I'm still fucking kicking their ass, and then I'm like, uh, I don't I don't know what's going on, dude. Like, where's the fucking finish line, you know? And we're following it, following it, and I, now I'm fucking dying. And now I'm like, I'm starting to get those. Remember like when you were little and you would run or whatever and you would get like those pains in your ribs because <laughs> you didn't have enough water. That's what that is. Uh, and you're like, oh, it hurts. So, and like, I was in so much pain. And I was like, I, and I still didn't know where the finish line was. I didn't know how far. I had never done a 1K before. And I'm running and I see fucking, there's this hill. I don't remember I'm trying to remember what the street is. I want to say it's like, oh man, I wish I knew the name of the street. H or I don't know something, right? No, it's not that. I don't remember the name of the street, but it's it's there's a, there's tennis courts there, and when there's a hill, right? And so I'm running up, and uh, my mom comes. I could I could see my mom and hear my mom. She comes like kind of running down a hill. And she's like, run, me all run, you're almost there. And I'm like, well, I can't. Like, I'm like crying, I'm in pain. And she's like, run, me all run, you're almost there. And I'm like trying to push through. And I fucking turn the corner, finally. And I see the finish line. And I'm just like, oh, thank God, I see it. And I'm just trying to run. And I end up coming in second place, which, whatever, right? Like, <laughs> but it was so fucking hard. And now I, I take that back. I came in second place in my age group. So there were actually people, there are probably people in other age groups that might have finished, you know, f- before me still. Like, I don't know what overall place I came in, but I remember I got a second place ribbon. And, you know, that and my mom notoriously, uh, she like pulled her hamstring when she ran down the hill for me. Because my mom was not in good shape. Uh, R.I.P. I love you, mom. But um, and my dad was not in good shape, so he wasn't running down the hill. And my dad had a bad leg, so it it is what it was. But you know, but I just I always had that memory of my mom like running down that hill. And so when I was training for this first marathon, and you know, marathon training is hard, you guys. Like, you know, I, I always try to encourage people to do it one because I just don't want to fucking do it by myself. You know, it's nice. It's nice to have someone to run with. I'd love to have a fucking girl 
that could get down with me like that and fucking run marathon. Like I, I saw so many, there's there, there was like three or four couples in this race that I ran running together. I'm like, man, that'd, that'd be so awesome, dude. Like to fucking, I mean, yeah, it would be awesome, but whatever. Um, but when I was training for that first marathon and I was on my long runs and, you know, pushing my body further than I've ever pushed it before. And, you know, like I said, I'm 24 at this point. My mom, you know, had only passed away like four years prior, you know, which is crazy when I think about it like that. Five years, I guess, technically after. Yeah. Because um, it would have been. Yeah. four no, five years. Yeah. Because she died in 1999. But still not too far removed from my mom dying, you know. And I would always just picture that, like, moment of her kind of, like, cheering me on and whatever and just knowing that, like, if I could do this, like, how, you know, a lot of things I do, I, I just think about how proud of me my mom would be, you know. And uh, if you've heard this story, I'm sorry. I got to tell it again, though, because <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I train, like I said, didn't train as well as I should have, but. I didn't know any better back then, so I show up for race day, downtown LA, LA Marathon 2005, okay, it's my first marathon, and I, uh, I show up, and, you know, there's, there's signs downtown, marathon parking here, blah, 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 this is back, in those days, the marathon started and ended in downtown, right on Figueroa, right in front of the Bonaventure Hotel, like, that was the start and finish, so you kind of did a lap, you went down Figueroa, you ran through the hood, like, by USC, and then kind of, like, towards South Central a little bit, and fucking through the hood, and, like, through, like, neighborhoods. It wasn't great. The The marathon course now is great, like, the one they have in L.A. now, where you start at Dodger Stadium, and then you go through downtown, but, like, you go by the Music Center, then you shoot down Sunset Boulevard, and, you, you know, you run past, you know, you go to Hollywood Boulevard, then Sunset, so you're running by, you know, the Chinese Theater, the Walk of Fame, the El Capitan, and you're running down Sunset, you know, you hit Laugh Factory and Comedy Store, and you go down Rodeo Drive, and you're just like, it's just, it's just a highlight of some of LA's most iconic places, and like, I fucking love it, dude, it's, it's such a fun course, as, as fun as a course that you're running 26.2 miles could be, um, but like I said, the old marathon course, not nearly as cool, so, I show up, and like I said, I, I, I drive in downtown, I'm following the signs, and I just, I don't know where, I'm just following a sign, I'm going to find a parking lot, I park in this lot, and uh, I park in the lot, and I, uh, oh man, this is going to be tough, <laughs> I take an elevator, because it's like an underground, like it's underneath a building, I guess, and I take an elevator up to the ground level. And when I get up to the ground level, there's a uh, a sculpture in front of this building. And it's at that moment that I realize that I'm at the building that my mom used to work at when she worked downtown. And I, I remember it vividly because it's very famous, like, I don't know, like, art type sculpture shit like it's in like movies and shit like but like we used to always pick up my mom from work there you know when I was younger and to just seeing that you know training and thinking about her running down the hill and yelling for me and how proud she would be that I'm even attempting to run a marathon now and just having that image in my mind and then I park randomly not knowing where and I go up to the ground floor, and I'm literally at the building that my mom worked. And, like, I just fucking lost it, dude. I lost it. And then uh, I ran the marathon, and, you know, it was so fucking hard. But I did it, and, you know, you have that satisfaction of doing it and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, now here I am running marathons. But, like, every time I fucking run, dude, every time I'm running in a race, you know, and I'm just thinking, you know, I'm, I'm struggling, I'm sore, I'm in pain, I'm, you know, all those things, everything hurts, and I'll think about that moment when my mom running down the hill, and just how, like I said, I know she'd be proud of me, and she'd probably be there, she, I know she's there in spirit, but like, 
I don't know, man. I just get emotional when I fuck whenever I run a marathon, and I, I, it takes me back to those days, you know. So, um, but like I said, the course was hard, um, but I'm glad I did it. It's just, it's nice for me, you know. Things have been a little rocky this year, you know. I've been, it's been a little bit of a struggle, you know. I've been honest with you guys. It's not glamorous. I've been fucking fighting and clawing trying to get everything I can get and trying to figure out, trying to save enough money to move and just all these things. And, um, but also kind of doing well in stand up. you know, it's like a weird kind of bittersweet, you know, thing where it's like, yeah, I do well. And then, you know, I come back home and I'm a nobody again. And it's, I don't know. And I get jobs and I get headline gigs and I get offered more money for gigs that had never been offered before and it's so it's like it's just like a weird you know thing you know and so me I just I wanted to get this one more race before the end of the year just to really kind of head into everything and feel great and you know uh and, and it worked you know but fuck dude can I tell you guys it's hard enough to run a marathon it's fucking hard like I said I I encourage people to do it because there really is no better feeling of satisfaction when you cross that finish line. But can I tell you guys, dude, there was a guy with cerebral palsy running the marathon. And the thing about this course, this for the Hoover Dam, this marathon that I ran, it's a loop and you do it twice. So you, you go up the hill, fucking the whole, half the fucking thing, the first like six, seven miles are inclined and then you fucking go back down the hill and it's 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 a, it's a loop and uh then you do it again so throughout the course you're passing people like multiple times you know like three four times sometimes you're passing certain because they're they're coming one way you're going another way and it's a loop and you know you, you pass people quite a few times there was a guy with cerebral palsy running the fucking marathon and I don't know if he finished, but I'm pretty sure he did because I saw him like a few times and he didn't look like he was in pain per se. But like if you've ever seen a person with cerebral palsy trying to walk, it's not easy. Like it's a struggle just for them to walk. So then to see them trying to run. Than knowing that he's attempting to run a fucking marathon. See, the thing was too, um, this race is a little, it's a little weird because it's only like 800 people, I think. I don't know what the final tally was, but like 800 people sign up. And uh, it's like, uh, like the, there's a half marathon also. So like when you start, there's like, you know, not a lot of people, but like 800 people. But then, some people only do the half, so, you know, a couple hours later, like, you're out there on your, I mean, most of the time, I was out there on my own, you know, and it's one thing I like about running, even though I hate running, which I know sounds fucking weird, but I really don't love it, I just love all of the benefits, the way my body looks, the way my body feels, the way my back seems to have healed from all this running, the way that I can kind of, you know, my diet is still pretty good. You know, I eat pretty fucking good. Hence why I look good still, you know. Um, but the satisfaction, because I'm 44, you guys. You know, I, uh, I can't... I can't get away with eating the same things like I used to. Like sometimes, like, yeah, like you indulge yourself, you have a treat and whatever... But, like, some of the stuff, like, I think about, like, when I was 20 and I lived uh, with my roommate who uh, worked at Domino's at the time. And, you know, I was broke, dude. I don't know. He had money, kind of, because, I don't know. I really don't. We had the same job, but, like, his dad had died and he got money and it's a whole thing. And I think his mom gave him, I don't, I don't know, dude. I, mean, I I don't know. We don't really talk anymore because he's a fucking weirdo. But, um <laughs> Um, it's, uh, he used to work at Domino's and a lot of times like he would bring a pizza home for me and a pizza home for him, 
we'd both have a fucking pizza. And I still had fucking abs back then. I would eat pizza like three or four times a week. <laughs> you know? And I can't even... I like, don't get me wrong. If I wanted to, I could fucking put down a pizza. And after a marathon, 100%, I could put down a fucking pizza. Shut up. Um, but, like, not re- with regularity. You know what I mean? And so... I, you know, I eat very well, and I treat myself when I deserve to treat myself, but, um, when I'm training for a marathon, like, when I'm really into it, you know, deep into, like, a cycle, um, I can kind of eat whatever I want. I, I, I don't, but, like, if I want to have something awful, I just fucking eat it, and I don't even think twice because I burn it off. Like, that's, you guys remember, like, back in... You know, when was it? 2008 when Michael Phelps fucking... We, we all found out who Michael Phelps was. And then we saw his diet. And you're like, what the... This motherfucker's eating like pancakes and pizza and hamburgers. And he's got the most fucking shredded abs that you've ever seen. You know? And you're like, he's fucking eating all that? Because he's burning, you know, 8,000 calories a day with his training regimen. You know? And I'm burning, you know, anywhere from you know, 4,000 calories on the low end to, like, close to, like, 6,000 calories or more sometimes, you know, so, um, yeah, like, I'll eat whatever I want every once in a while, like, it's, it's whatever, you know, um, I kind of don't remember what my point was, um, talking about the food aspect of, oh, I hate running, (laughs) like, I do, but, like, I, I like the rewards of it, And I love the mental capacity, like, I'm going to quote David Goggins again, but like, you know, just callousing your mind on, you know, because a marathon, it's hard physical, it, I mean, it is, it's grueling, it's very taxing, but the mental tax is more of what I think people, because you know, you could put yourself through the ringer and, you know, at some point, you it's just how mentally tough are you? Like, you're at, your body hurts, but can you push past, can you, can, can you psych yourself out and push yourself past that point and be like, I, yeah, I'm in pain, but I don't fucking care, dude. I'm a bad motherfucker and I'm going to do this. You know, Kobe Bryant, dude, they always talk about Kobe Bryant had a high pain tolerance. You know, you see... You know, I fucking, I don't hate LeBron, but fucking LeBron is just, I mean, yeah, he's great, but he's also a fucking baby, man, like, and, you know, Kobe, you, you know, would play with broken fingers, and he fucking shot two free throws with a torn Achilles, and it's like, I'm not Kobe Bryant, but I have adopted that fucking mentality, dude, like, you have to, like, you just gotta fucking... It's it's psychological. At a certain point, it's all psychological, and it's a mind. It, it, it's it's mental warfare, and a lot of times it's with yourself. And I can't describe it, but it makes you so much stronger in the end. You guys, you know, like a lot of you guys have been here. Some of you guys know me personally. A lot of you guys have literally listened to every podcast. Um, I've had a life, dude. I've been through shit that would break most people, and I've been broken, but I keep putting myself back together again and you know people want to roll their eyes and whatever but the physical aspect of working out and what it does to improve your mental not just working out though like really going above and beyond and seeing what your body is capable of translates to real life and being able to overcome adversity and persevere in a fucking field where you know, a guy fucking emails me telling me I have a job and then fucking not emailing me back and then I don't have that job. Like, that's a mind fuck, dude. You know, it really is. Like, I went from being excited, like, okay, cool, I'm going to get, you know, a few hundred more bucks in my wallet. You know, hopefully if the flight's not too expensive, I can profit a few hundred bucks and sell some merch and make some new fans and make some funny videos that I can post and like all those things. And, uh, getting excited because it's it's a club that I have and then 
just the mental, the mind fuck of, okay, well, now I don't have that job. It's like, just kidding. You know, it's like, what the fuck, you know? But any more of a mental mind fuck than fucking feeling like shit after 13 miles, which I did because it was so windy and that course is so hard and being like, fuck, dude, I don't know if I could do another two hours of this. (laughs) Like, I really didn't. I was like, uh, there, there there was, I'll be honest, you guys. When I finished the first lap, I was like, fuck, man, no one's going to fucking know if I finished or not. Do you know what I mean? No one's going to fucking know. I could get this medal. No one's going to fucking know. But I would know. Do you know what I mean? I would know. And I would have to live with the fact that I fucking quit. And I'm not a fucking quitter. So I went back up that fucking mountain and said, let's go, bitch. We're going to fucking do it. And I, and like I said, I, I actually felt pretty good. Like I, the wind w- made me really slow, um, but I didn't stop running other than to eat my bar and pee one time. And uh, th- even despite the fact that I was in pain, I w- it wasn't it wasn't the worst. Like, you know, Atlanta, I fucking cramped so hard. L.A., I've cramped a bunch. Like this was the first time. That I didn't have to like stop and stretch out any part of my body because I was cramping. So like I said, I have, I I think I have the hydration figured out, but um, just that mental victory that I gave myself by doing this. It's like, fuck dude, I I just, we just got to keep going, man. That's, it's kind of always been the theme of all these podcasts. Just like keep fucking working, man take care of your bodies because we only get one keep working towards your goals because i don't want to i mean maybe you i don't know i don't want to live with regret i I guess i have one regret right now i guess i don't know you know like moving back here from oklahoma and you know losing i guess the love of my life but like you know, maybe I would have lost it anyway, you know, maybe, uh, that's just what was going to happen, and just, you know, I'll I'll never know, you know, and that'll be a decision I live with, but I knew in my heart I had to come home, because as, you know, I played that song, Kingdom, at the top of this, this Cody Rhodes says, Cody Rhodes says, finish the story, that's his, that's like the big, catchphrase finish the story he's he's set out to win his ultimate goal in his life not just like in make-believe wrestling but like is to win the wwe championship because his dad was a wrestler one of the most famous wrestlers of all time dusty Rhodes, and his dad never won the wwe world title and that has always kind of like plagued him in his mind like he's always wanted to win that elusive title and he's you know he's been wrestling for probably his whole life but like professionally like since he was like 20 or something like 18 19 years at this point and he's never won that title and he wants to win that title finish the story you know and i have a story that i need to finish you know i've shared my goals with you guys you know from dodger stadium performing to fucking netflix to all these different things like I got to finish the story. My story's not finished. And it's things like this that allow me to persevere and know that I have the mental toughness to keep going and hopefully inspire some of you guys and, you know, whatever. But um, I, I didn't do great in the marathon, but I did because it was a victory in that I felt strong. And here I am, you know, three days later, you know, I took a day off. I took Sunday off and didn't do anything. And then I was back in the gym Monday. I didn't, I haven't ran yet. You know, my, my knees and stuff are still a little banged up. But honestly, this is probably the best I've felt after a marathon in all of my marathons. Even though I didn't do great, my body feels better than it has after any of the marathons that I've ran. So that's a moral victory to me. And, uh, oh, but the guy with fucking cerebral palsy, dude, like... You know, I look for inspiration everywhere, you guys. I really do. And when I see someone, with, and he was probably, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but he was probably like in his 50s, maybe early 60s. 
And he's fucking doing a marathon with cerebral palsy. The motherfucker can barely walk. And he's running a fucking marathon. He's out there by himself. There's no one out there. Maybe he had people along the course cheering him on. There's nobody on the course, dude. It's just once you get to a certain point, it's just us, man. We're in, we're we're riding up into the mountain. We're riding around the running around the Hoover Dam, and like it's 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 a beautiful landscape. I'm actually excited um, to get my picture. Uh, my picture's back from the race. I haven't gotten back, but last year I got some really good shots. So hopefully we get some more. But um, it's just you and you out there, you know. And that's the thing. It's like you know, with social media, you know, we can post pictures and whatever, and and make our lives, you know, look better than they are and you know we're all guilty of it i'm guilty of it and whatever like you don't want to post the lowlights i do sometimes but you know you post the highlights and whatever um but when you're out there and you're by yourself dude you're like this ain't a highlight dude this is fucking hard but then you do it and you know you do it so um glad i did it like i said i wanted to do it um I have a couple, there's a couple races that I want to do already. I, 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 my plan, unless I book a gig that I can't turn down, is my next marathon is going to be February 4th. I'm going to run the Huntington Beach Marathon. Um, and then uh, I'm eyeing, I'm eyeing the last weekend of April to do another one. And there's one in Nashville that weekend. There's one in Oklahoma City that weekend. And... I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I still feel like I have to finish the story. <laughs> and I feel like if I ran Oklahoma City, that'll be for me, like... Because I wanted to run it when I was there, but I got hurt right before. You know, I was, sometimes you get hurt when you're training for a marathon, dude, because it's fucking hard. But there's something, like, inside of me that feels like that running that marathon will kind of... Ha- help me like ultimately close that chapter in my life completely um knowing that i did it and maybe i'll never go back there unless i get really famous and there's a huge demand for me to go there you know what i mean um (laughs) i don't know but um those are the ones that i kind of have in my mind um i'm participating in a high rocks race this weekend um shout out to uh they're not really like, well, they're sponsoring me for this race, Gainful. Uh, it's a supplement brand. It might be like owned by Target. I know Target has is like the only place that sells it to my knowledge. So I don't know if it's their brand or if it's just a brand that they only carry at Target. I don't know. But they're sponsoring me. I wanted to do this race. My buddy posted a picture of it. Shout out to Spencer. He did one a few weeks ago. I think I told you guys, but... Um, and then they signed me up. They, they sponsored me, and I'm doing it. So it's like a bunch of, you got to, like, push sleds. And there's, like, you run a little bit. Like, I want to say, like, the overall run is, like, five or six miles. But within that, you're also pushing sleds and throwing medicine balls around and doing lunges and burpees and all kinds of fucking rowing, all kinds of crazy shit. So I'm like, fuck it, dude. <laughs> I've obviously got the endurance. The strength will be fun because I work out anyway. So it'll be a fun event. Um, and I'm doing that on Saturday here in L.A. There's one. Um, and then they're already sponsoring me for one in New York in June. Um, so I'm going to probably run Huntington Beach Marathon February 4th, if anybody wants to join me. And then either Nashville or Oklahoma City, April, I, th- I want to say it's like 27th, 28th. Um, that'll be another marathon. And then I'll probably take couple months off of marathons and run that high rocks race in new york january and then i don't know i don't know what i'll do i can't think that far ahead um still trying to work on maybe doing a baseball tour but it's getting a little late and i've reached out i just i want to make sure i have enough money first i can't do too many things at once but anyway i just want to share that with you guys if anyone wants to join me for a fucking marathon the huntington beach also has a half marathon also so if you only want to run a half that's fine you know, it's two months away, so you got plenty of time to train for a half. Um, maybe not for a full if you're not training already, but in April, you know, you guys can definitely get training and run one of those races in April with me. But um, 
that's that. Um, if you're anywhere around here, I have a show in Apple Valley. Our monthly show at the Dream Lounge is going to be Thursday, December 14th, which is probably when you're going to hear it, although you might hear this podcast before then. I don't know. Um, and then uh, I'm going to do another show in Hollywood um, at Petty Cash Studios, December 29th. i got to film some jokes that I don't. I tell them sometimes, but I don't really have any good video of me telling them jokes, those jokes. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to film this. If you guys are anywhere near L.A., around L.A., please uh, help me spread the word. Show up to this race, or race, the show. Um, It's December 29th in Hollywood, okay? Save the date, guys. Um, and then I'll be on the road a bunch in January and February, March and April and fucking and beyond, dude. Let's fucking go, man. Um, I've got a lot of headline gigs coming up, so it's very exciting for me. Still some feature gigs, obviously, you know, depending on where I'm performing. But it's nice to get headline gigs, man. It's You know, it's been a long time. And even though I still have a long journey, like, it's cool to get shit like that. So anyway, you guys. Um, I do want to thank you for listening. Um, like I said, I told you, I think I told you guys, but we'll probably start getting more guests. We're definitely going to get guests moving forward on a, on a regular basis come January. But this, these last few weeks, it's just very hectic. So I just, you know, want to keep putting the episodes out, telling you guys what's going on and, uh, we'll go from there. So until then, if you listen on Apple, leave a review. If you're listening on Spotify, subscribe follow and etc because that's how they monetize the podcast now um thanks for listening and i'll see you guys next week